This episode is brought to you by Progressive Insurance. Whether you love true crime or comedy, celebrity interviews or news, you call the shots on what's in your podcast queue. And guess what? Now you can call them on your auto insurance too with the Name Your Price tool from Progressive. It works just the way it sounds. You tell Progressive how much you want to pay for car insurance, and they'll show you coverage options that fit your budget. Get your quote today at Progressive.com to join the over 28 million drivers who trust Progressive. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates. Price and coverage match limited by state law. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Another day is here, and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDSE. Yo, it is. Final out, a special edition of High Hopes Radio. Could have used without the uh, highlight there, Dan Wilson. Thanks a lot. As uh, a reminder, Phillies blow one down in Arizona. Look, Arizona fought hard. Um, has a lot of game two in Atlanta vibes that that felt like more of a blown game, but, uh, Fritzy, Jack Fritz, James Seltzer with you for the next hour or so reacting to a, a loss in the NLCS, Jack. We said Phillies in five before the series. I still feel like it's going to be Phillies in five. I'm sticking to that, but we got swayed by the 10, nothing into thinking it, it was fully over. Arizona fought back tonight. What up, Fritzy? Yeah, I mean, and that was a game, obviously, the Diamondbacks were going to come in and be desperate. If they weren't, <laughs> they probably have a heart issue. Um, so they did, and they, and they, you know, they fought hard, and I thought the Phillies kind of just gave that one away, you know? Agreed. And I, I was disappointed in a lot of the offensive approaches. You know, that's a game where you have a chance to step on a throat, and, you know, I, I think Brandon Fought has good stuff. Like, no doubt about it. But to strike out the amount of times they did – it screamed to me like a team that was sort of smelling themselves after what happened in game two and thought they could roll down here and and continue things on. Now, my positive is the Phillies basically slept walk through this game. And almost won. And almost won. <laughs> like, and very easily almost won. And, you know, Christopher Sanchez is on the mound tomorrow, which we want. We, I, was, I was just – dying at the thought dude i was i was giddy when i saw the tweets come out that it was giddy like i the biggest smile on my face for it yeah so chris sanchez on the mound tomorrow in a bullpen game for the diamondbacks i think this team is 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 annoyed that they let one kind of slip away like that and i and i fully expect them to come out tomorrow and be ready to go like if i'm a diamondbacks player and i'm a a diamondbacks fan i'm not sitting here like all right here we go I'm sitting here like, man, we got, we sort of, we sort of lucked out, um, and it was disappointing. Not showing up in an LCS game is very disappointing, but it would have been more disappointing if the Diamondbacks just didn't show up for a game this series. So they did. They came out. Phils came out flat, and uh, ultimately 
get handed a, uh, a a tight loss. Yeah, I mean, in reality, the, the Kettle Marte and the Diamondbacks pitching showed up for this game for the most part. Outside of that, really, no one else did other than Phillies pitching until Kimbrell got in there. And to your point, I think the biggest frustration with tonight was the offensive approach. I mean, working at bat maybe a little bit. I mean, Fott was Fott was good, man. Look, he's a he was a top twenty to fifty prospect wherever you look before he came up in all of baseball. Like clearly, the dude has stuff, and and he showed it. You know, credit to him for for showing up in a big spot. But you know, as the after the first couple innings, you get to see him a little bit, yeah, you know, a little aggressive with the approach. Like change a little bit, change the approach, work some at bats, try and get in the bullpen a little quicker. Um, it, you know, it was frustrating. And again, I, I think to your main point, this was a game that the Phillies should have won. You know, they should have won this game. They're the better team. I, I'm, I really like, I, I, after the Atlanta game, we came in here and I was confident and you were a little nervous, but still confident. I really do come in here thinking they're going to win the next two games. I, I feel really confident about that. The Sanchez against the bullpen game is a, a massive advantage. And obviously then you have Wheeler going into game five and especially up three, one. Uh, and and that's the thing is is I see a lot of people getting you know angry on Twitter or upset about this, and it's a do you trust this team moment or not? We've seen this team like Nick Cassianos. We all remember, right? We thrive when we get punched in the face. Well, they got punched in the face today because they didn't show up and they lost a game they should have won. Let's see how they show up tomorrow. I think this team is going to rally like they always do and be there. Yeah, and uh, you know people will will question bringing a Ryan Carter into the game. Uh, Jack, have have questions. There's like, been I lots just, of it. I was happy with it in the moment. I will not second guess what I said in the moment. I was fine with it. His he just didn't have it tonight. Yeah, and and maybe the the lights were too bright. I, I and my biggest fear with Orion the last you know ever since he came up and the, the first outing was electric was. I feared that teams would start sitting on the slider. You, you said know, this, and, Jack. This exact thing. So, you know, that was my biggest fear, and the Diamondbacks did that tonight. Whatever. but like, And it wasn't sliding as much as normal for what it's worth either. Like, yeah, you it just flat. didn't. Yeah, exactly. You just didn't have his stuff tonight. It was flat. Um, and, and at some point, Rock Thompson does have to think about tomorrow, too. So, like, while winning this game would have been great and going up 3-0, and I think he did show aggressiveness. I mean, he pitched Jose Alvarado, essentially. Well, he did, like, two innings. Um, you know, you also have to have Sir Anthony ready for tomorrow in a game where Chris Sanchez is starting. And he said that... He said that Kimbrell's going to be ready to go. He said, um, you know, I assume Hoffman comes in in a big spot and gets out of it. So, you know, he does have to also think about tomorrow. Orion's a kid who they clearly trust in big moments. They trust his mentality. And he, and he just didn't have it today. The bigger question to me is Kimbrell. Like, it, Without a doubt, Jack. I mean, he is someone who has been shaky for a while here. I know he had not allowed a run in the postseason just yet, but – how many times are we going to have to see this where he's pulling the fastball, not able to throw strikes, walking batters, um, to where it's like we got to try someone else in that spot? The big question then, James, is who do you trust in that spot? Do you trust Sir Anthony in that spot? Kirkering showed tonight he wasn't able to get the job done. Do you trust Jeff Hoffman in that spot, who last series, I, I, you could argue that Rob Thompson lost faith in him? It, it's, it's a, that is the trickiest situation right now for Rob Thompson is – is Kimbrell your your guy in the ninth or in the eighth to get you big outs? And the more and more you watch him, I'm just I I'm just not there with him. A hundred percent agree. It's my biggest issue with this team moving forward throughout the rest of the playoffs and, and hopefully the World Series, expecting the World Series. Like I that is the big question with this team. And look, to your question to me, 
I trust Jeff Hoffman in spots. He's made one bad pitch, all right? Like, Jeff Hoffman has been really good this year and really good in big spots. And obviously, I think we all agree, Jose Alvarado, the single top most trustworthy reliever by miles. The problem is both those guys have been used in high leverage spots earlier in games. Like, do you want to hang on to Hoffman for the ninth, or is it— Look, tonight the ninth was the most important inning. It was the most important spot at top, but they were all important. If the, if the Diamondbacks score before then, you could still lose two. So it, it's it, the, the back end there is 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 concerning. I, I, I think I trust Sir Anthony more than I trust Kimbrell right now. I, you know, Other than throwing the ball into center field, I think Sir Anthony's looked better in the playoffs than he had coming into the playoffs. But, uh, you know, I, I, th- I agree with you. I think you have two guys. I, I trust Hoffman, and I trust... Alvarado with my life right now. For I think sure. I think after that in a huge spot, like I trust other guys, Soto, S- Strom in certain spots, but in a huge, huge spot, like that third guy is the question mark. Yeah, and I wonder if the big adjustment for Thompson is going to be he becomes less aggressive with pulling his starters. Which, uh, you, you know, tonight you could say, I know he gave up the double, but it was really only Marte who hit Ranger today. That was it. He was great. I mean, I mean, Ranger, once again, like what makes what makes this team so exciting right now and why it's like there's not real reason to lose faith is your three starters have just been unbelievable. Like the biggest the biggest question marks in this team right now is Kimbrell in the ninth. Who's the who's the reliever you trust with that spot in the most? And then and then boom, boom, you know, like, yeah, that was that was a really, really tough strikeout. It was. It was a, a really, really tough strike. Really I mean, he looked at strike three twice. You know, I, know. I mean, come on. Doesn't happen often. I mean, I, I just, it, it feels a little bit like last year with Bone batting with fourth, with yep. batting fourth, where it's like we're going to go down with the ship. Maybe there's a better option there. It's not like anyone else stepped up tonight. Castellanos probably is, is more suited for that role, but he's also been unbelievable in the spot that he's in. So I think Rob Thompson's almost just like, I'm going to keep trying it and see if Bone breaks out of it. Um, but overall, like, those are the, the two biggest question marks after this game is can – like, what are what is the decision point for those two spots? Because everything else you feel pretty good with. Starters, really good. Uh, Jose Alvarado, brilliant. Jeff Hoffman, brilliant. Um, you know, I'm not too worried about the offensive stars that have had great series so far because – they had a bad night, so yeah, um, yeah. We're we, the Harper, Schwarber, Turner. These guys are they didn't hit for one game, one game, like, one game. Like again, I, I just that's my biggest feeling being on the air tonight is to is to is to say relax if you are one of the people freaking out. And I know that a lot of people aren't. Like I know there are a lot of people like us who understand that you know it's the playoffs and you're not going to win every single game all the way through. There's a reason that never happens in baseball. You know, you could still roll. They can win this series in 5 and they handled it like they should have. Uh, the Diamondbacks gave their best effort. Their backs against the wall. If they lost tonight, the series was effectively over. Mm-hmm. And they fought, man. And the Phillies to your point initially, I think the biggest reason the Phillies lost tonight was as much as Craig Kimbrell's a, a problem, the biggest reason they lost is because they didn't hit. They didn't show up and have an approach. They came in and just kind of let the D-backs get on them and stay in that game and stay in that game and stay in that game. And 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 the result was they blew it at the end. But but I don't think people should freak out. Let's, let's go back like a week and a half or whatever it was. We were in this exact same spot, Jack. I was in the studio. You were you were not. You were from from a different place this time. Granted, it's in Arizona, and and we were reacting to a a devastating loss to the Braves, which actually made the series one one at the point. 
And, uh, and, and you know, I, I think a lot of people were, were freaking out then. Just remember how we felt then and remember that this team didn't show up today. Be confident. Well, and, and this is why you go up 2-0. I mean, it's as simple as that. You, you, you take care of business at home so that you have a letdown spot on the road in a, in a desperate spot for an opposing team, and you have a letdown game. It, it happens. It's baseball. The key now and, and the most important thing to remember is that they have Chris Sanchez on the mound tomorrow in a bullpen game. They have Zach Wheeler on the mound in game five. They have Aaron Nolan on the mound in game six, if necessary. And then they have uh, Ranger Suarez on the mound in, in a possible game seven, if necessary. I mean, this, this Diamondbacks team would have to, like, really, really figure some stuff out for the Phillies to, to really have a chance of blowing this series. Well, and again, like, this, this is the first time the Phillies haven't hit. Like, again, I don't think that this means the Phillies are just done hitting for the playoffs. All right, 2 on 5 5 9 2, 94, 94 if you want to react to again, look a, a, a bummer of a loss. You know, we even though I'm confident they're going to win the next two games, I you know it's frustrating. I, I oh, yeah. get it. They blew it tonight. React with us two one five five nine two ninety four ninety four. I keep referencing the Atlanta game too. Obviously, uh, the last time the Phillies lost in the playoffs, the last time we were in this situation, and uh, we started off with our guy who we've been starting off almost every single post game show with, and he came on and said, "Relax, everyone, chill out." This team is fine, kind of like Nick Castellanos. He's our own Nick Castellanos. Let's go to our guy, Black Gritty. What up, Bo? That's right. You punch me in my face, we're going to have a problem instantly. But I'll be back <laughs> about the next day, too. You know what I'm saying? Uh, baby Mama Nolo, again, uh, tight game. They threw a young kid out there. He had his one shining moment. They didn't know him. You know what I mean? He mowed him down. It's okay. It, it, there were no errors today. I called Phil's in five. They're a professional team. This is the thing that cracks me up. Like, I know the fever hits everybody. And we out there looking like a juggernaut. But the other team gets paid to play, too. They got to go home, sleep in their own beds. They got to start in the middle of the day. And they don't have to deal with the crowd that they've been dealing with. So, yes, go give them a game to go win. That's their game. That's it. Tomorrow we go back at it. And uh, that's all they had. Because all their other pitchers that they thought that they had, we could handle. So the spunk kid that we don't know, that was giving us a problem. So I'm not worried. You don't be worried. My parlays were all trashed because nobody hit. On either mm-hmm. side of this game, I just threw it out the window. And uh, no low tell, I don't tweet nothing. <laughs> the game's on. We can't start tweeting <laughs> right around the seventh inning. You got to hold on to that thing. If you don't start, you know, the mojo's got to be the mojo. But we are going to be okay because it's still right out the It's okay, though. We're going to be good. <laughs> I love you, guys. Love you. You're the best. Yeah, yeah, that's what stinks about tonight, too, is that if Kimbrell can just do his job and get through the ninth, the Diamondbacks just have no one No left one else, end. Jack. When Seawald pitched, I was like, Craig, just give us one, man. Oh. One. Very frustrating. The Phillies would have absolutely had the advantage if the game had gone into extras. 215-592-9494. Jack, I looked down at my call screener. Let's see what he has to say. It's been a big season for wow. him as well. Our guy, Chuck from Mount Airy. Chuck, how you feeling? Hey, they're nice, but I'm feeling like they screwed us, man. They screwed us. Those umpires were horrible. So, I, know it. Chuck, I agree. The umpires were a, a, like a disgrace tonight, but I honestly think they were a disgrace for both teams. Like, I, I agree they were terrible, but I don't think the Phillies got the worse of it than the Diamondbacks. I thought they were just bad all night all around. Hey, hey listen, man. Listen, I'm coming back right now from a watch event right now, and I didn't drive down there, so I'm just explaining back right now, and I'm screwed. I feel, I feel messed up, man. 
You know what I mean? Because one thing to lose, there's one thing to lose the way they lost. And they screwed us. I feel like we had that game. We had that game, man. And I hear what you're saying, uh, Joe. But, man, they had one with a batter. He cleared the plate. And they called him safe. One of the males on the batter. There was another one where they him was going straight down the pipe. And they called the ball. Like, come on, man. You know what I mean? Yeah, I feel you, John. It was frustrating. I feel you. Trust me. I, I do. I, I, I feel your passion. I feel the anger. But you remember a week and a half ago, right? How'd you feel after that Atlanta game, too? You felt the same way. You felt like a game that the Phillies, they were up 4 nothing in that game. They had it in hand. They had an error that gave up a run. They gave up home runs, like, out of nowhere. Like, And then they came back and they beat the crap out of Atlanta. Like, Chuck, this team has been so good all year. You got to have faith, buddy. I have faith in them, but I just thought that we could have got this 30th, this, uh, this win real quick, yep. and it would have been 3 0. I agree. And then uh, we could have whatever. But now we got well, they, they, they gave away got, a chance. They gave away a chance to completely end this series, and that's what this, yeah. that's what's disappointing. And now, you know, this thing has to extend until Saturday. And if they can't get one more win, worst case scenario is that we have a game six at home in front of our, our ballpark. I mean, it stinks, but that's why you go up 2 0. They had a stinker tonight, and, and they totally gave away a game, and, it, and it's surprising coming from this team. But at the same time, the Diamondbacks weren't – I mean, I would have been surprised if they just rolled over and died. They didn't. And and the fact that they pretty much had a, a do-or-die game and needed a walk-off in the ninth, I mean, that's, that kind of goes to show the talent disparity in this series. Well, Jack, listen, I'm not saying we're going to win the series. I know, I know, I know, I know. But I, you know me, I, I was not at this game. I need your I, boy just, tonight. Where's your boy tonight? I have an anytime tonight, home Chuck. run. Yeah. I feel you. It sucked boy, tonight. Yeah, listen, it's, it's all right, man. Listen, let me tell you something. We up 2-0. My boy come through when it's clutch. I agree. You know what I mean? I Although I thought, I thought he was taking Seawall deep in the uh, in the ninth for sure. Yeah, it's okay. I guarantee you next game he'd come through. That's when he comes through. We up 2-0. You know what I mean? We didn't, we, you know, we need him tonight. He's back tonight. But, you know, tomorrow. We definitely, he'd definitely come through tomorrow. I guarantee you that. I, One thing I can count on, I can count on Bryce Hoffman. I, I'm not worried about Bryce I agree Hoffman. with you, I'm Chuck. I'm worried about the pitchers. I'm worried about the pitchers. They got to go on like Sanchez and Tywan Walker. I don't trust them, man. You I, know what I mean, and I don't know. You I know get it, Chuck. How do you think the Diamondbacks feel about the bullpen game in the playoffs? Like, Sanchez was great this year, and he hasn't pitched in a while. The only thing that concerns me is that he hasn't, you know, pitched in a a meaningful game in in a few weeks. I want to get into that coming up next, Jack. The the start for Sanchez tomorrow. Also, I have a wild Ranger Suarez stat for you that you're not going to believe. Look, it was a frustrating night. I, I totally get it, and... Uh, similar again to Atlanta in, in game two, they had a chance to put their foot on their throat. You know, if they had won that game two in Atlanta that they blew, that series was over that night. They ended up finishing it in the next two at home. Like, this team has shown a remarkable ability to get punched in the face, as Nick Cassiano said, and bounce right back. It's the first time they haven't hit all all playoffs long. Like, relax. Two one five. I know, but I hate this ballpark, man. They, oh, Jack, so pain. yeah, I'm happy you said. The biggest takeaway from the entire night is like going from CBP 
to a cavernous tomb of a stadium. Like, honestly, it sucked watching a game there. It's cavernous. The ball doesn't carry. It's dead. There's so many empty seats. There's no life to it. It was horrible, Jack. Well, yeah, imagine being here. It's not not in the ballpark. I have so many bad memories of this being here. No, I know. I'm trying trying not to let filter into my brain. Yeah, I know. I know. Well, they're going to have some good memories tomorrow. I believe it. 215-592-9494. We'll continue to take your calls and react to a frustrating 2-1 to loss in Game 3 of the National League Championship Series. It's Fritz. It's Seltzer. It's High Hopes Radio on a special edition of Final Out. We're coming right back. Hey, it's Kaylee Cuoco for Priceline. Ready to go to your happy place for a happy price? Well, why didn't you say so? Just download the Priceline app right now and save up to 60% on hotels. So whether it's Cousin Kevin's Kazoo concert in Kansas City, go Kevin! Or Becky's Bachelorette Bash in Bermuda. You never have to miss a trip ever again. So download the Priceline app today. Your savings are waiting. Go to your happy place for a happy price. Go to your happy price. Priceline. It is final out, a special edition of High Ups Radio. Jack Fritz, James Seltzer with you as uh, Phillies Blue won tonight. A frustrating loss in game two of the National League Championship Series out in Arizona in just a brutal stadium to watch a baseball game in, especially when we've been spoiled by the uh, college football-like atmosphere at CVP, Fritz. Uh, you were there, Fritz, and we'll get into mm-hmm. Christopher Sanchez in a sec. 215-592-9494. We'll get to the phones as well, but but take us inside the building, Jack. I know on TV we were able to see a good amount of Phillies fans, certainly significantly more yeah. than, than Diamondbacks fans here. Um, but, you know, it just felt like kind of a, a weird vibe through the TV in the stadium. Yeah, it was funny. It's like you can always tell when a, when like a fan base doesn't really get it. You know, like they had guys in the dugout with the noise cards up. Every two strike, uh, you know, at bat, it's like get loud, you know. And, and the the P, uh, the um, in arena announcers, you know, leading into the ninth, they were like, "We need you, oh, embrace man. the chaos, oh, like bring the." Ca-. And it's like, I don't know, Hokey. It, we are very, uh, we're very spoiled at, at Citizens Bank Park, and um, yeah, it's it was it's a nice ballpark. Uh, I will say it was like really easy to walk through. Which, which is, which is <laughs> yeah, really, almost no lines, which was, which was nice. <laughs> I just, I don't like, you know me. Like, I I can't, I don't like the seats. I like to be able to pace. Yeah, and, uh, trust me. We, we never sit. Yeah, well, so. here's what else I'll say, too. And, and not to excuse anything, the Phillies bats did not show up today. But I can imagine it's probably pretty hard to feed off that crowd at Citizens Bank Park and then go play in kind of a a silent-ish type stadium without a lot of, you know, action going on. Like, it's probably less juice. I mean, Jack, they are human beings. You know this. Uh, but, look, no excuses. The, the bats were horrible tonight. But I'm sure it does take a little adjusting after you're, you know, so energized yeah. by that crowded Citizens Bank Park. Yeah, I don't know. I just think they I, I think they walked into the ballpark thinking, we're just going to show up and win, and the Diamondbacks had alternative plans. And what's disappointing from that standpoint is I thought we were kind of over that. You know, I, to have nine strikeouts in, like, five innings off of a guy, I mean, who was more of a – I mean, he'll walk you. I, I just think their whole approach in the first couple games of the series was jump on guys. And I thought it was smart against Zach Gallen. It sort of worked against Merrill Kelly. I mean, Merrill Kelly was pretty good. Um, and then tonight, like, that's a kid who – I feel like the more long counts you get into, the quicker you get into the bullpen. Like, 
Terry Lovello, you know, pulled him, and a lot of people thought it was too early. I, I didn't hate the decision just because I knew he was, you know, game planning for Schwarber. Um, but like, I just, I, I, I thought, I thought they weren't locked in enough offensively to come in against a a fired up a team with a, with the kid on the mound who has some big game feels on him. You know, oh, I mean, he, he was he was good, man. And I, he uh, he was good in his last start too. You know, four and two thirds shutout. I think like he seems like he might have it. This kid. Yeah, yeah, he's got, he's got I something. I mean, his stuff popped on TV. Like, yes, the Phillies' approach was bad, and there were some bad swings and bad at-bats, but, like, the kid also pitched really well. You know, <laughs> we can we can give some credit where due. I, at least to me, it looked like Fott's stuff was, was pretty nasty on TV. Two one five five nine two ninety four ninety four. Coming up in a minute, I want to get Fritz's opinion on Christopher Sanchez tomorrow and more than anything on what it's like to have that type of layoff for a pitcher and how concerning that is. We'll get to that in a sec. Let's go back to the phones. Talk to our buddy Josh Maniak. Yo, Josh. Guys, I don't have – you can't be worried. I mean, this is a game. You know, this is why we play a series. It's not going to be – we're not going to run through everybody. Uh, I thought our No one ever has, tight. Josh. No one's ever gone undefeated in the playoffs. At least I don't think so. I'm saying that without knowing for sure, but – I'm pretty no. sure they have. I mean, the 98 Yankees lost two games in the playoffs. I think that's probably the best that ever happened. Yeah, guys, like, let's talk about our defense. Trey Turner was phenomenal. Like, Bryson Stott, a stud. Again, like, these guys are making plays. I mean, Turner turned away two runs. Like, the double play was huge. Yep. Uh, Friesen, I forget who was, on third base. Uh, and then the back end and throwing it home to Riamuto to, to prolong the game. Guys, I could not have been prouder from a defensive perspective. We just couldn't hit tonight, and when you can't hit, you know, give credit to them. They made they made things happen. But overall, okay, great. We took their best shot. Now let's just mm-hmm. go beat them tomorrow and beat them on Saturday, you know, and get out of here. It's, yeah, I'd be very disappointed me, if they show up tomorrow in a, in a similar offensive totally. fashion. I mean, they've been too good offensively. They've trailed for three innings this entire postseason, like – I think today was a wake-up call, and I think they come out tomorrow and you see a much more locked-in, ready-to-go team, especially in a bullpen game. Like, t- tomorrow's a game, I-, I know we joke around about must win or can't lose. Like, you can't lose that game tomorrow. Nope. Um, I mean, that, that's a game that you have, you know, by the stones. Like, like go, out and, go out and end this and make it 3-1 and, and then make a comeback almost improbable. Exactly. And, Jack, I couldn't agree with you more. Uh, Kimbrell's been leaking oil. Pretty much oh, it's, for the it's last for, month. For the and last two yeah, months. Two months two yeah, months. two months. Exactly. Yeah. I mean, you know, it's it's one of those things. I mean, it's funny. You know, that the, the one run that they score, Boehm has made every play at third base <laughs> yeah. other than that one. Yeah, you it's know, crazy like, when it's surprising that he doesn't make a diving play at third, you know? Exactly. So I'm, I'm not worried. I think there's I, – I always laugh at the Philadelphia fan base that, you know, I call them like the Hallmark playoff fans, but they're not watching all season – Oh, it's over. The, the wheels are coming off. Relax. Relax, okay? <laughs> Josh. Good call, buddy. Well, uh, and, and once again, like, I, I've just been so unimpressed with, with Lavello this series. Oh, he's I been mean, a I mess, mean, dude. I mean, the fact that the fact that at one point in the game, it's tight late. I, you know, it's still Alvarado on the mound. The fact that it was so easy to walk, uh, I believe it was the guy batting fifth, so that it's Alec Thomas up against yeah, Jose Alvarado. Yeah, I think because, it was no, it was Walker. It was walking Walker to right, get to walking Thomas. Walking Walker to get to him because you, you you pinch ran for Tommy Pham. <laughs> yeah, I the know, sixth I inning. know, I know. I mean, that's just that's atrocious. And we saw it in, in the other game where he uh, has Paven Smith up. He pulls Longoria, and you end up with Emmanuel Rivera, who is just not. I mean, Longoria, Longoria still worries me. He's not like he's a great player anymore, but I think he still has thump in his bat. I just. 
Lavello's been just very, very, very shaky. Yeah, bringing man to play, and I think it was to face you know one lefty and start, and then having the righties after, and he couldn't take him out if he couldn't get him out. I mean, there have been multiple spots where Lavello's been really strange with his decision making. And but also to Josh's point, I don't you know we haven't given enough credit. It was a loss, but but other than Kimbrell, the pitching was great, and right. the defense was unbelievable like i i know what they said on the broadcast that uh, you were at the game but i uh, jack i honestly in my lifetime watching baseball i'm sure i've seen it before i i don't remember uh, uh runner on you know like that situation with first and third no outs a grounder that that gets a double play and doesn't score the run unless the double plays with it out at home like i don't ever remember like a classic six four three or five four yeah six four three double play where the runner didn't score in that t- i honestly i feel like i've never seen that yeah, and obviously the only reason that it, it even Oh, wow, turned. first in playoff history, apparently. Dan Wilson just got in my ear. So there you go. Like, that's how rare it yeah. is. Well, yeah, I mean, it makes sense. I it, it does not happen if you don't have a second baseman with as strong of an arm as, as Bryson Stott. Great call. I mean, because, like, cause, like uh, just being here, it was it was hit the turner, and I was like, smart, you'll get the, <laughs> you'll get the play at second base. And all of a sudden, he, like, whips it to first, and I was like, oh, he's obviously safe. <laughs> and then he called him out. I was like, wow. I I... I I did not see that one coming, um, and it's and that's honestly what 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 does hurt more about this loss is that they had a, yeah. a, a, they had so many momentum shifts. Well, the here. Ranger play, like the uh, Stott Ranger play. I mean, that play was unbelievable. To get Corbin Carroll on that was like shocking. Yeah, Car- I, I hope that you know. I don't want to you know poke a, a sleeping bear here, but like Carroll has just had such an. Uh, Eh, serious. Yeah, he's like, he smoked the ball. He smoked the ball that Johan Rojas was able to come down and grab. Johan Rojas, by the way, might be afraid of walls. <laughs> I know that was that was strange. <laughs> might be afraid. Look, now, it's cavernous cre- out to, like, there. Gabby Moreno did think he hit that seven hundred feet. And so. he's never played there, and the wall is way deeper than most. But yeah, and look, the read he got on the ball before, I mean, he made that one look easy. That was an unbelievable jump he got on the on the bat before. But uh, all right, before we go back to the phones, Jack, the, the Sanchez thing. We obviously wanted Sanchez over Walker. I'm super happy and not surprised. I think we all expected Tiber to make the right decision here. But the one concern, and it would have been a concern with either of those guys, but the one concern with Sanchez going into this for me, because I, I trust the guy. He's been really, for, for the, the season, probably their second best pitcher over the course of the season. Um, obviously, you don't trust him as much as the other guys now, but um, he hasn't pitched in a couple weeks. Uh, you know, we yep. saw it with, he, I think he's better than Bailey Falter, but last year, Bailey Falter had been pitching well going into the playoffs. That, that you know, waits two weeks, pitches in. I think it was game four, actually, the NLCS, ironically. It was game four. Yeah, and, uh, and get, just doesn't last an inning. Um, how concerned should we be about the layoff? Um, definitely concerned. I mean, it, it, it is a long layoff, especially when you're pitching and, and you're in such a good rhythm. Um, you kind of – I guess what I'm hanging my hat on is that you have to trust their process. I mean, they knew that this was going to be a game in which they needed someone to start, you know, and, and they have been throwing simulated games, and I assume that they're watching those and saying, okay, he gives us a better chance to win, and I'm glad. I, what The difference between, you know, Falter last year and, and Sanchez tomorrow is that, like, Sanchez just had a way better Way year. better. Like, a way, 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 like way light better years. Year. Yeah. And I like his – I just like his demeanor. Like, yeah. he talked post-game. He's Ranger-ish, you know? He's Ranger-ish. And it's good to have Ranger back, by the way. Back, back. But, oh, um, yeah, which reminds me. i got a stack coming up. 
But um, but but Sanchez gave a nice little wink and said, "I'll be ready to go." Like I, I like that confidence. And you know, for for how confident you know we can be in, in Christopher Sanchez, the Diamondbacks are starting the, their bullpen tomorrow. Like again, this is a game that you have to win. I mean, you have to win this game tomorrow. Go up three one and 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 let's end this thing. But overall, I expect maybe a little bit of rustiness. But I think he's in. You know, I think he's so calm. It's not like. He's a, a super, super stuff guy. Yeah. He's, he's 93 with a good changeup. Uh, you know, I don't think that takes a, a long time to kind of get back into the rhythm of. I totally agree. I, I totally agree. I'm I'm looking forward to seeing Sanchez pitch tomorrow. Speaking of Ranger, I mentioned him. Uh, Jack, I don't know if you saw this stat going around, but it, it's pretty unbelievable. Uh, in a minimum of five starts, the best ERA in postseason history ever. Anyone. Third place is Christy Matthewson at 1.06. Second place, Sandy Koufax, .95. couple pretty good pitchers there. Mm-hmm. First place with the best ERA in the history of the postseason with a minimum of five starts, our Rangers far as a .94 ERA. That's pretty wild, man. Yeah, it's a shame to see uh, Koufax being dethroned on so many <laughs> of these lists by the Phils. Man. I mean, when like, you're on a list with Koufax and Christy Matthewson, you're doing something right, man. I mean, that's a, that's a list. Well, I mean, it, it's that. It's Wheeler having a lower postseason whip than Mariano Rivera, yeah. who's a reliever reliever exactly it's crazy um, i mean there's there's been a lot of ridiculous postseason stats and and frankly like i'm just glad that we're here with ranger and, and however the season ends um you know hopefully it's with the a world series title i think they're gonna resign nola now i think that's you know pretty much done but like the fact i, that I we, was we, thinking about it tonight jack the ranger contract like what's this guy worth well, there's a Ranger contract, but there's also heading into the postseason next year and, and the following years with three guys who have been really, really good in big games. Yeah. And for as much as maybe we question them in the regular season, clearly something happens in the postseason where they're ready to go. Um, and you, you look at him, you look at even some like Jose Alvarado, who is just a playoff goat at this point. Um, they've got a lot of big game feel to them. But, you know, obviously tomorrow's a, a big one as well. It is, but that's why you should trust this team. And, and they got a lot of big game bats who have, you know, we, we talk a lot about these pitching numbers that, you know, obviously until tonight, let's not forget the historic numbers that we were seeing from the offense, both in this postseason and career numbers for guys like Bryce Harper. Like, let's not forget how, how, how big game the offense has been when needed to, and I expect it to be tomorrow. Let's go back to the phones. We already heard from Chuck Manary, Jack. Let's go to another of your guys, Herb, in the Northeast. Herbie. Oh, oh, boy. Now, let me, I want to know, are you in Arizona or just Jack? Just, just Jack. Jack. Just Jack. I'm in the studio, Herb. Oh, uh, you're in the studio. Okay. 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 Well, you know, Jack, you saw – you. Now, I heard there was a lot of blown calls tonight. How many uh, – well, That's why we needed you out there, Herb. I mean, holy right. cow, where, well, can he get yeah. on a plane? Let me tell you something. That that Rackley umpired a few days ago, He, I saw that game. He missed about six or seven. Yeah, Herb. Um, it was uh, rough it was tonight. Hard, it was hard to tell from here, honestly. Oh, honestly. Jack, let uh, me tell you, dude. It I was a mess. Tonight on the outside corner, there was one on the outside. It was, I think, Schwarber got got. Uh, rung up. It was on the outside, outside corner. And, and not there were there were so many misses by the home plate um tonight. And the problem was it wasn't consistent. Like one pitch right. in the exact spot would be a strike, and the next one would be a ball. Like I'm look, I I, I wish umps were better, but I'm fine if you're consistently yeah, horrible. He was consistent. They, he was not consistently horrible. They call that makeup calls. That's what they call. 
Yeah, it felt and like then, the Bohm strikeout uh, call was a makeup call too, but listen, you know, uh, Bohm that one that Bohm struck out three two, it was on the inside corner. If he would have been slightly off the plate, just slightly off the plate, inches, okay, off the plate to give him more room to swing that. If he gets a hold of that pitch, it's going out of the ballpark. Yeah, Herbie, um, I'm I'm with was, you, buddy. It was right there. It was right there. It was right there on the inside corner. They Dom made a good good call on that. All right, Herbie. And I usually know just by I could. I mean, my yeah, eyes, eyes are yeah. pretty good. Yeah, I have yeah, said that for years. Watching yeah. TV, I was at I was at the Penrose Diner watching the last <laughs> two innings. I mean, really? I'm at the Wells Fargo now. What was the, what was the game day atmosphere like there? <laughs> Uh, kind of like it was in Arizona, I'm guessing. There ain't that many people at the Xfinity tonight. Well, yeah, yeah. It's many people. Yeah. It's very, very quiet here. There's nice, nice amount of Flyers fans. The Flyers, are, I heard, are winning or something. Like ah, we'll talk about that but, later, uh, Herbie. Herbie, what a pleasure, right, we buddy. Gotta get, we got to get this W tomorrow. We Jack. will. Yeah, <laughs> well, I expect you on a flight down here, buddy. We need a new home plate umpire. You and you, Douglas. You gonna get in that dugout tomorrow, Jack, or what? Huh? No, I, I'll think about it. Yeah. All, right, all, all I hope, all I hope, is that they clinch in five, so I can uh, cannonball into the BP. pool. Take a little BP with them. All right. That's gonna happen, Herbie. Good call, buddy. It is. Yeah. Yeah. I. Yeah. Yeah. Um, Joe Mantiply officially yep. starting the game tomorrow. For those who forget, Joe Mantiply's line from Game Two in Philadelphia, uh, uh, third of an inning. Three hits, three earned runs, two walks, uh, no strikeouts. So, you know, I think you feel pretty good about that start, Jack. Well, I mean, that's only because good guy Jack Fritz was here to pick up his wife's water bottle. Oh, yes, I forgot about the Joe Mantle so connection. I, if, like, hopefully like, I can find her tomorrow and then maybe, like, walk by and, like, A-Rod. You know, A-Rod knocked the water bottle out oh, so that I can pick it back up and, and keep the good vibes rolling. <laughs> yeah, maybe his whole family will be out there like they were here. Oh, they were here. Yeah, I saw yeah. them again. They're yeah. all over the place. I mean, they're very, very proud <laughs> I of I think Joe they might be all Diamondbacks fans is just all of Joe Mantiply's family. But in, all, in all seriousness, though, I hope that, um, you know, they, they've been doing Harper at four, uh, batting fourth against yeah, lefties mo- for a yeah. long time. Just batting third, you know. Just um, stay with what you got. Yeah, because they don't have lefties late that can really beat you. So don't don't overreact to a guy who's going to pitch an inning or two. Totally. Yeah, yeah I agree. All right. Two one five five nine two ninety four ninety four. One more segment for us to go. We'll continue to take your calls and react to, again, a frustrating game three loss in the NLCS out in Arizona. Back at it tomorrow. Christopher Sanchez against Joe Mantiply in a bullpen game for Arizona. We'll set it up again uh, when we get back. It's High Hopes Radio, a special edition final out. We're coming right back. With threats to our nation waiting around every corner, adaptability is more important than ever. When conditions change without notice, quick strategic thinking is crucial. And with obstacles consistently impending, determination is essential in overcoming them. It's this willingness, decisiveness, and resilience that sets Marines apart. With our fighting spirit, we don't just fight battles, we win them. Marines are the constant our nation counts on to fight the unknown. And through adaptable problem solving, we do just that. Learn more at Marines.com. It is a special edition of High Ups Radio and final out. It's Fritz at Seltzer reacting to a frustrating loss as the Phillies go uh, 2-1. Now down, I guess, 2-1. It was 2-0. Now they have 2-1 lead in the NLCS. Back at it tomorrow. Christopher Sanchez on the Hill versus a bullpen game 
for the Dimex. Let's get some calls before we get out of here. Tom Kelly coming up next. I'll just tell you, I was talking to Tom during the break. How's he doing? He's he's sounds great. Like I I agree a hundred percent with Tom. Basically, when we're done, what Tom says is how I feel. So if you want to call Tom, call Tom and talk to him. It'll basically be like talking to me. All right, let's take some calls before we get out of here. Fritz, go to Maryland, talk to Dave. Hey, Dave. Hey guys. Uh, obviously, a, a annoying loss tonight. That's how I guess you best describe it. They had plenty of opportunities to, you know, get the job done. I, I just uh, you know a couple of concerns is Harper didn't see many pitches to hit tonight. So, yep. I mean, if that becomes a overwhelming, overwhelming theme the rest of the way of the playoffs, I mean, you know, Alex going to have to step up and, you know, and or whoever's hitting there. Obviously, Kimbrell's a, uh, you know, concern. But, you know, with the, with the non-sweep and the, uh, the ability to, you know, the, the Diamondbacks, you know, giving us their best shot and winning, if we – I just look at it, and I've always looked at it this way after winning the first two. If we sweep them, series over Friday – that's a whole week off. Oh, this is a good spin. This is good spin, Dave. I, I know that. I, I love know this. The, I mean, that's been the theme the of the playoffs, right? The, the, the time <laughs> yeah. off is a disaster. I know the overwhelming, like, result is you want to win, you want to take care of business. But, you know, I look at, like, the 07 Rockies. They went, they marched through the Diamondbacks, I think it was, in four. And the Red Sox, uh, you know, Pants the Red them. Sox, I think, won 4-2. And they were off for seven days. And then the World Series came, and – it was just a different team. And I I wouldn't, you know, if the Diamondbacks take one more, like, again, we have to play Monday. Uh, you know, I, I think we're going to win the series. I mean, I, I think we're more talented. But also I think the fact that the, uh, you know, that that I've been worried about that off time if they do. I mean, obviously, you know, if you lose, you lose. But I think they're going to win this series. And I think that, you know, having less off time is a definite uh you know, thing that you got to worry about. Dave, I think it's a great call. And look, I, I think the off time thing, you know, has been overrated in terms of the, the teams that get to buy and all that. But, you know, I, I don't think you need a ton of off time before the World Series. I don't think you well, lose to not fr- get it. Sit, but Sitting Friday to Friday is a long time. It's a long time. It's a long time. I agree. And again, like we but, came, and it's Saturday. We came into this series. Yeah, exactly. We came into this series expecting it to be five. Like you and I both predicted Phillies in five. That's right in front of us. Like, I can't freak out at a game where they, I, uh, to, I think you put it so perfectly, Jack. The Diamondbacks gave it their best shot. They fought super hard in this game, and they needed a walk off hit to win it. And, and it was the first time this playoffs the Phillies have not shown up. If you haven't been nervous about the Phillies, you know, they, they've bounced back every time they've been punched in the face. You know, give them a chance to bounce back. Let's go to California. I don't, I don't even know if they got punched in the face tonight. They did. They, like, they, you know what I mean. Like, I, no, I know what you're saying. It's just like, they How punched themselves in the face. How about that? Agreed. They, they turned around, they grabbed the fist, and they just you yeah. know, walloped themselves. I guess I feel tonight, like I feel so much different tonight than how I felt after uh, Game 2 in Atlanta. Now, obviously, the Braves are a way better team, but like blowing a 4 nothing lead to that Braves team is different. The only the only difference for me is is now you're on the road again, whereas they did have the home ballpark you know, kind of pop. Um, that's the only thing that, that worries me tomorrow is getting the energy back up on the road. But that's what shows the the mental makeup of, of this team and if it's truly as special as we believe it is. Well, and this is, again, a much less devastating loss to a, to a not close no, to as good a baseball this is a game. game. Where you, this is a game where you walk into the, in, into the uh, clubhouse. And say and we sucked. We need to be better tomorrow, you, and we will you be. You look yourself in the mirror. This is not a pick yourselves up off the ground. Great, great to- way to put it, Jack. Yeah, you look yourself in the mirror. You know, I mean, I mean, everyone loved Nick Sirianni not talking to the players after, uh, you know, 
after they lost on on Sunday. Yeah, maybe this is one of those uh, players like we got it. Just you know, let's let's show up and ready to to, to win a ball game. And again, I don't I don't know how you can watch this team this playoffs. And look, who knows? Weird things happen. Maybe they don't show up tomorrow. But if you've watched this team in the playoffs, if you've watched the focus that they have, the way they talk, the way they've gone about their business, and the way they responded to a much more devastating loss, granted at home, you know, with with the home yeah. crowd after. Like, I don't know how you couldn't trust them to bounce back. So here's here's one of my big questions from the night. As, as, you know, in going back to the Kimbrell kind of situation, I wonder if Rob Thompson, he had the luxury for the first half of the season and even, you know, the last two months where Kimbrell hasn't looked as great. But he had the luxury of being able to, being able to put Alvarado in 6th, 7th, 8th, whatever, and, and shut down an important pocket of the lineup. You think you save him now? Do you go more Soto and Strom? That's a really interesting point. Um, Do you go more Soto Strom? So that- I actually really like this, Jack. Yeah, I think I, I trust Soto and Strom a lot more than I trust Kimbrel. So if we're talking about, and again, look, the the danger in that is that you you use one of those guys earlier and you never get to the situation later where you need Alvarado or can use Alvarado and you end up losing the game because you didn't use him in that spot. That's obviously the thinking of using him. But I, I would rather have Strom and Soto pitch than Kimbrel, so I feel like that's the I most just, effective way to do that. I, I, I think Strom's got he's got some big game feel to him, you know. Where it's like he a closed big spot. out that other game, it was he that did. was a big spot. He did. Soto still, I'm, I'm you know, <laughs> will have agonizing pain. Uh, I'm sure watching him most nights, but Strom's got a feel to him, and I wonder if these tight moments, maybe tonight, and, and listen, I don't think anyone, I don't think any other reliever in our lifetime. <laughs> You know, gets navigates that little outing there. Besides Jose Alvarado, um, but yeah, some, especially three pitches for the three outs or whatever. In the, but it, but at yeah. some point, with the way that Kimbrel's pitching late in games, you got to try something different. And I think I think I'd rather try that before I before I move Bohm out of the cleanup spot. Like of the two questions, I trust Bohm more to bounce back than I do Craig Kimbrel. Hundred percent agree with that. And again, like you know, even though Bohm hasn't been great. This offense has, until tonight, I'm not going to freak out with, with a lineup that has worked really well for me in the playoffs after just one bad showing, after getting on a plane to Arizona in a, in a game where, an afternoon game, like, it is a, a weird spot, you know? So, two o'clock on a th- Yeah, Thursday. two o'clock on a Thursday in a morgue of a stadium after playing in the bright lights in front of this unbelievable crowd. Like, you know, energy matters, you know? I, I, so, all right, let's take one more call before we get out of here. Let's go to California and talk to Travis. Hey, Travis. Hey, how you guys doing? What's up, Travis? Doing great, Travis. I mean, not great. Uh, uh, doing okay. <laughs> oh, yeah. Same here. Uh, this is my first time calling. I just wanted to say I'm a huge fan of you guys. The High House Pod. Appreciate Love you. it. Probably Thanks, man. one of the few people in California that listen to it. And I always talk to my mom. My mom's a huge Phillies fan, too. We listen to it and stuff. Oh, so we love that, dude. Thanks for what you guys do and everything like that. Thanks. Um, tell, tell your mom we appreciate it, too. I will. Uh, I just wanted to call in and just say, well, first of all, now that we know Christopher Sanchez is starting tomorrow. I trust Christopher Sanchez. I think he'll shove. And his little smirk that he gave when he gave the comment that he'll be ready, I think he's ready. Um, and I think he's like actually like super pumped for the moment. Uh, second of all, I wanted to ask, you guys kind of talked about it just a few seconds ago. But I was just going to say, what do you think they do about the Kimbrough situation? Because I would think, or I would want like Alvarado to close games, but I feel like Alvarado is kind of the guy they use in like this seventh, eighth inning when there's like a big spot. And I don't know if Rob really trusts anyone else in those spots. Um, and then lastly, just real quick, I know the offense bounces back all the time, 
but I just have this like scary little thought in the back of my head. Like I just think back to last World Series for sure. whatever reason when they kind of just went dead at the end against the Astros, and it kind of worries me. So I just wanted to know if that crosses you guys' mind at all. Um, but then again, also the freaking Diamondbacks barely beat us. Yeah, I mean, this yeah, but Diamondbacks barely beat us when we yeah. had our worst game offensively all postseason. But yeah, yeah, those are just my three things. I just wanted to see what you guys thought. And just once again, thanks for taking my call, and thanks for. Travis, thank you so much, man. Again, thank you, Mom, and and we love that. We really appreciate it. Yeah, I I look. I think everyone when this, you know, they they've been so hot, then they have a ten nothing game, you know, similar to a seven nothing game with a bunch of home runs and all that stuff. You're like, yeah, they didn't show up the next day, but I I don't think it means they're not going to show up again. You know. Well, and if you want to like make everything a bit about last year, which this team loves to do. I mean, they did come out, you know, Schwarber lit off the game with a home run, and, and, and they lost, but it was also a game that they could have won if, you know, Trey Mancini didn't exist or Chaz McCormick didn't exist or, you know, Brand Marsh puts the ball in play rather than striking out. Reese so, Hoskins yeah, the, yeah, the ball. Yeah, or doesn't strike out and leave Verlander. Doesn't strike out the base They're loaded, starting yeah. Joe Mansupply tomorrow, and I know when you say starting, I, I'm well aware he's going a max of three innings. But this is a bullpen game. You have Chris Sanchez, who for a majority of the season was their second best starter. Trust the Phils. They're fine. Tonight sucked. Um, but the makeup and the DNA of this team is too strong. And uh, they come out tomorrow, and I think they they, they, they put on some work with this uh, against this Diamondbacks team. Phillies in five. I think everything you said, I couldn't agree with more. Phillies in five. I think Wheeler closes it out out there. And, and I, I am, like, unbelievably confident in them tomorrow. I really am. I think they handle business. I think Sanchez pitches well, and I think they hit. Yes. Um, all right. Uh, Fritzy, um, good luck tomorrow. Bring some good vibes to the ballpark, all right? Do better than you did today. Yeah, but the, the problem is is that, you know, we got to do the post. And I, I'm very excited to do the post game or the pregame show Pre-game, tomorrow. buddy. But then I don't get over here until, like, the first or second inning. Oh, no, that's tough. So it's like I lose my big game feel. How about this? Um, Do you want me to, like, finish out the pregame without you? You can, like, leave a little early, you sure? No, no, I'm a professional. It's not all about me. I would never make things about me. (laughs) Uh, I'll be here, and I'll be locked in. And one game closer to to me uh, (laughs) cannonballing into the the, the pool out there. right. There's nothing I want more in life than to see that. It's true. All right, uh, so we'll be back tomorrow. Fritz and I at uh, at 6 o'clock tomorrow for the pregame. Obviously, I'll be back at... 6 a.m. as well. Listen to the morning show and listen to WIP all throughout the day. Oh, yeah, it's only 9 30. It's 9 30. To what there. a night, buddy. Yeah, this is a, wow. a real treat for me tonight. Well, it's 6 30 for me, so yeah. I, got, I got a big night ahead. Yeah, you're going to go wild out there. Oh, yeah. Keep it tight, buddy. You got to be on the air tomorrow, right? Um, no, have fun out there. It'll be it'll be nice. You, Marks, and I, I get some dinner, have a good time. That'll be fun. Oh, yeah. Um, all right. Uh, we'll be back tomorrow again, 6 p.m. tomorrow. High Hopes pregame show, and then we'll be on. After the game, post-game show, and I, I do feel confident we'll be talking about a Phillies victory and a three-run series lead. Obviously, the offense has to show up. So uh, until then, uh, he's Fritz. I'm Seltzer. We'll be back tomorrow with another edition of uh, pre-game and post-game High Hopes Radio. And this has been another edition of Final Out. Thank you to Dan Wilson. Great job producing the show. Tom Kelly's coming up next. Again, I agree with what Tom has to say. We were talking during the break, so... Basically, just call in and talk to me and Tom without me being here. Uh, I'll talk to you guys tomorrow. Fritz will talk to you guys tomorrow, and we'll talk to you together at 6. Until then, he's Fritz himself. Thanks for listening.